0: Good morning! Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, October 6th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Take control of your dental health. I did it 26 years ago. I trusted Dr. Mike O'Neill to be my dentist. I've never looked back. Wonderful work by he and his entire crew all these 26 years. I recommend them heartily to you. Call them 317-849-2933. Let's talk about sports. Uh, the Packers, they won 30-16 to last night over the Atlanta Falcons. They covered, that means 4-for-4 four four last weekend, boys and girls. If you trusted me, you cashed in. I said, take the Colts, right? Take the Colts and give the points. I said, bet the under against the Bears. I said, take the Vikings, take four points. They covered outright, and last night I said take the Packers and give the points. Ding, 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 ding. Bam. Winners and winners. I was perfect the weekend before, too. It's unbelievable. It's all going to even out in the end, but right now, ride the wave, boys and girls. Uh, Let's talk about uh, Bill O'Brien, fired as the GM and the head coach of the Houston Texans, who didn't see this coming. Here's what you cannot do. When you're a general manager, you cannot operate with uh, ill temper. You cannot operate out of arrogance. If you do that, you're going to pay the price. And that's what Bill O'Brien did. When Bill O'Brien traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, he, he was saying, I, I, I'm done with this guy. It's not nearly as much fun coaching this team and running this team with DeAndre Hopkins on it as it will be without him. So he's got to go. The result? Your team isn't as good. It's 0-4. David Johnson this season has run the ball for 197 yards, which which is frankly better than I thought he was going to do. He's caught nine passes for another 100 yards. Hopkins has caught an NFL-leading 39 balls on 46 targets, for 397 yards. He's on a pace for nearly 1,600 yards receiving and almost 160 catches this season. He's 28 years old. You do not trade a talent like DeAndre Hopkins ever, ever, ever. It's going to make you a lesser team. Bill O'Brien didn't get it, and so Bill O'Brien's out. What Bill O'Brien didn't get too is sometimes You know what? People think because they're good at one job, they're going to be good at all jobs. Wrong. If you're a good coach, be a good coach. You want to be a general manager, be a general manager. Guys who try to do both, the majority of them fail miserably. Uh, Greg Popovich and Bill Belichick, notwithstanding his exceptions, Bill O'Brien failed at doing both well for the Houston Texans, so he's gone. I wish... I wish that uh, the McNairs had not fired him because uh, that would help the Colts, right? The AFC South, we like the AFC South with the Houston Texans sucking. That is what we like, and in with Bill O'Brien gone, the Texans may take a step up in class, although Romeo Cornell. As the interim coach is not the long term solution. Romeo Cornell has gotten opportunities before to be an NFL head coach, never really worked out. He looks lost on the sidelines. Great defensive coordinator, not a great head coach. A lot of guys are like that. You got guys who are terrific coordinators, and then they accede to the level of their incompetence and they wash out and they go back to being a coordinator, and then somebody says, hey, that guy's a good coordinator. Let's see if he could be a good head coach. And he's not again, and he goes back to being a coordinator. and uh, That's the Wade Phillips syndrome. That's what we like to call that. Wade Phillips, not a good head coach. Terrific coordinator. Uh, Nick Chubb, he's going to be out this weekend for the Cleveland Browns, and that's a really good thing for the Indianapolis Colts because Nick Chubb is running the ball very effectively. Number two in the NFL, at least he was yesterday before the games that were played last night. With 335 yards rushing, a 5.9 yard per carry average, four touchdowns without Nick Chubb. The Browns not quite as good, although it's up front where the Browns win the battle running the football. It's with that offensive line. As long as those guys are intact, the Browns are going to have a competent running attack. Uh, If you can run the football well and you can stop others from running the football you got a really good chance to win games in the National Football League. The Colts have done that really well. The Browns have done that really well. Although the Browns have built leads like they did this past weekend against the Cowboys, where the Cowboys had no choice but to chuck it all over the field, right? So sometimes uh, gaudy running statistics for a defense, they're a result of game planning by the opposition. So uh, we know this, that the Colts are going to be dedicated to running the football. Despite the fact that Anthony Costanzo may miss some time, he's got a rib injury. So we'll see. Bobby Okereke's got a thumb injury yesterday, had a procedure on the thumb. We'll see if he's good to go this weekend, if they can get that thumb immobilized and uh, allow him to play. Bobby Okereke, especially with Darius Leonard, on the shelf potentially with that groin. Bobby Okereke, really important to that defense. And Anthony Costanzo, I mean, his work speaks for itself at left tackle for the Indianapolis Colts over the last decade. If he can't go, I'm going to guess it's Raven Clark as the guy who's going to come in and back up, and Raven Clark as a left tackle makes me nervous. And if I were Phillip Rivers at the age of 38 with a family and nine kids, I'd say, LaRaven Clark's going to protect my backside? sheesh, you know, I'd spend the whole day looking like this, looking to my left, right? Nothing against Lorraine Clark. Really, really nice guy. Uh, but the Colts, you know what? The line yesterday went from Colts nine, minus one to Colts minus two and a half. So that a result of Chubb being ruled out for the weekend, a one and a half point differential with him not being there. I'm telling you, Bet against the Colts at your own peril, all right? You might love Cleveland, in Cleveland, they're coming off that win against the Cowboys, they're 3-1, and one. they're really doing interesting things, but this Colts team, we don't know what they are yet. The Colts are 3-1, granted, they played four of the worst teams in the NFL, and I'm counting the Bears at 3-1 and one as one of the worst teams in the NFL. The Bears just happen to have played terrible teams also. Even worse teams coming back from the dead against the Lions and against the Falcons. If either of those two teams were, had any level of competence whatsoever, the Bears right now would be 1-3. and So that's, that's who the Colts have beaten. And they lost to the Jaguars. So I'm not sold on this Colts team being great. And Bob Kravitz of The Athletic talking about the Colts having an elite-level defense way too early to make statements like that. I, my God Almighty, who have you played? Like, it, it, against the teams that they played, they've been pretty damn good. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be able to do anything against teams like the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Packers. I could go on. The Rams, the, the 49ers with Garoppolo, the Cardinals... There are a lot of teams in the NFL that are pretty damn good and have good quarterback play. We'll see if the Browns are one of them. Going to be an interesting weekend. Let's talk about the Chicago Cubs. Theo Epstein, the president of baseball operations, spoke to the media yesterday via Zoom and talked about the need for change within the organization, both in terms of the roster and in terms, perhaps, in his position. He's got one more year left on his contract. That syncs up with Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber, Javi Baez, and Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo has a team option for this coming season that's at a reasonable dollar amount. So, of course, they'll exercise it. Uh, no reason not to. You're not going to let the guy go via free agency at, at this point. They're going to make deals. They're going to change that roster. They're going to go buffet that farm system, because that farm system is a problem. If you can't continually generate you know, high-level talent and churn those guys into the major league roster at some point, especially uh, that pitching staff, like, what are you doing? You're spending a lot of money uh, of Tom Ricketts, right? A lot of Ricketts cash in order to develop talent. And really, they haven't done a good job of that at all. Yeah, they've got their core from that 2016 team. And over the last six years... That core has remained, by and large, intact. However, they didn't score. And, and not scoring runs, that's a problem. This this season was an anomaly, this baseball season. Played 60 regular season games. You got it going at the end of July. It was weird. It was funky. It was not good. The, or the Cubs, they won their division, but they didn't score. And in the postseason, they scored one measly run in two games, and they looked completely inert and overmatched at the plate. You can't have that. I think that these Cubs have, like a lot of people think, that when a team wins a championship, they get fat and happy. But here's a dynamic that can happen, too. You can overwork. You can say, okay, we won a world championship. Now we're really going to get after it. We're really going to go to work. And we're going to find a way to become a dynasty. And so you double down. And you're in the cage too much. And you're working too hard and you grind your way into fatigue and into just kind of this dissatisfaction with the game. It's a game. You play the game. Grab your bat, hit the ball hard. See ball, hit ball. Throw ball, catch ball. Baseball's an easy game. Make it easy, and sometimes the joy returns. I think that's what's gotta happen for the Cubs. It's not a matter of working your way out of this. I think it's a way of having a great time out of your way out, uh, your way out of this. But I think a couple of these guys are going to go. I think Chris Bryant and Kyle Schwarber are likely to be traded in the offseason. It's going to be interesting. Uh, the, the Pacers continue to work their way through this process uh, of trying to figure out who their next head coach is going to be, and then they've got to get together and figure out who they're going to deal and when. And I keep seeing things, and, and I just don't believe them. I keep seeing things on social media about interest, especially from the New York Knicks in Victor Oladipo and how they would be willing to give up guys and draft picks in order to get Victor Oladipo. I don't understand. Did, did they spend no time watching the series against the Heat? Do they not know anything about basketball? And how can you look at Victor Oladipo and the way he played during those four games or really at any point during the bubble, and say, yeah, that's a guy that we covet, and we're going to give up meaningful assets in order to acquire him. If you're that dunderheaded as a general manager, for God's sake, my phone works, call me. I'll come run your franchise, for God's sake. I don't understand how you can be that damn stupid. And I like Victor Oladipo. Victor is a really good guy, but he can't play dead. Right now, and I have no confidence that he's going to be able to come back from that torn quad tendon. So I, I, I don't get it. You, you love him. There you go. You want to, you want to overpay in compensation to to the Pacers for Victor Oladipo headed into the last year of his contract. Ding! Welcome to the party, and uh, thank you very much for playing. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Uh great group celebrating birthdays today, for God's sake. David Finoli, happy birthday. Susan Banning, happy birthday. Chris Littlejohn, the great Bob Hamill, one of the most prolific sports writers and excellent sports writers in the history of the genre. When I was at IU, everything written in the Herald Telephone, now it's the Herald Times, but when you read the Bloomington paper, it was by Bob Hamill, by Bob Hamill, by Bob Hamill, and it was all good stuff. How he did it, I have no idea. Uh, Crazy Joe McGowan, celebrating a birthday. The great Donna Voss, celebrating a birthday. Dennis Oil Can Boyne, how is he a Facebook friend of mine? I don't know. He's got good taste. Uh, Jay Nolan, happy birthday. Brandon McClain, happy birthday. The big daddy, Mike Gad, celebrating a birthday. And Mark Maloof, the great Mark Maloof, celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment today, inside Indiana Sports, now with Kent Sterling, we are going to talk to Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator of the Colts, as well as Nick Siriani, the offensive coordinator of the Colts. We do it every Tuesday. Absolutely love our conversations via Zoom. Fantastic stuff. We'll do that. It'll post today, probably around 2 o'clock. I can't wait to talk to you then. We do it all. We do it every day. It's unbelievable. The quality content that we generate is unbelievable, right about 2 o'clock. Talk to you then, brought to you by the great people of Today's Dentistry. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Jumba Casino